Hi guys, welcome to episode 4 of Politics Unmasked. This episode is on money and politics. I'm here, one of your host people. I am Bella Spina and I'm here as always with Laura Murphy and Dylan Fallhaber. And today we're going to dive into three types of kind of organizations or groups of organizations that are considered to be contributors to uh, each political um, election. Um, especially presidential, they are PACs, super PACs, and 527s. I'm actually going to have us dive into the 527s first because they really are like their own kind of separate category. Super PACs and like PACs are very like in the one in the same, just with like a little different regulation, but you guys will find that out pretty soon. So I'm going to start off with a 527. So what are 527s? That's the question that I even I asked myself because I had no idea what this was. Um, but after some research, as you know, we're scholars over here. A 527 is a type of organization or group that is part of the U.S. tax-exempt organization that is organized under some sort of Section 527 of the U.S. Internal Revenue Code. Um, A 527 organization was created primarily to influence the selection, nomination, election, appointment, or the defeat of candidates to federal, state, or local public office. So they're just pretty much there to help influence some sort of election and the candidates, like, you know, to see who will win, like that type of schnaz. Um... One organization that I've been researching that does do a lot for, um, it's a 527. It is called Progress for America Voter Fund. Now, they are a viewpoint of conservative, but hear this. They do not spend any money for ads for or against one candidate. So, they don't, like... Because they're conservative, for instance, they don't spend all of their money for Donald Trump and against Joe Biden. They spend their money on something called election year and communications, um, which is basically something that is like a type of ad that um, kind of or just a form of what getting information out there that isn't for or against someone. Um, it's just kind of more informational. Um And the one summary that I found of their outside spending was from a 2004 election. And they spent, on average, $27 million on electioneering communications. And that is absolutely insane um, that they spent that much money. One of their donors that actually helps them was... um, the National Stone and Stand Gravel Association, and they um gave them like a thousand dollars, but still that doesn't even like you know add up to the twenty seven million, um, but yeah. So as you can see, I mean something like a five twenty seven. It's not like there's just one five twenty seven out there. There are multiple five twenty seven, and they're all contributing large sums of money like that, and so that's why these like elections and campaigns like they are so high cost um so with that i'm gonna head it over to dylan and laura for pax um 
So Dylan, take it away. So a PAC, um, also known as a political action committee, is essentially an organization that um, they they spend money to uh, help finance and fundraise for a. Uh, certain uh, political parties or politicians and the they have um a certain cap that they're allowed to the to spend so um the uh the pack that we researched was the american federation of teachers and they had spent around over five million dollars in the 2020 election cycle um between politicians and the political um parties they uh they're more of a, a liberal uh organization they lean with their left's ideolo- ideologies with, uh, you know, education and trying to bring more to it, bring more funding. And um, they just, they're more, they're also a teacher's union. They're the largest teacher's union in the, uh, in the nation. And there are teachers from all over that uh, are part of it. And Laura, you want to talk about super PACs? Sure. So basically a super PAC is kind of what Dylan just said, but it's basically they don't have any like cap limit on how much they can spend during um, the election cycles. So the first one that I found was America First Action Super PAC. And this PAC is very conservative and it they largely support Trump. In the 2020 election cycle, they've spent one hundred twenty-eight million seven hundred forty thousand and sixty dollars, which is a huge sum of money. Um, they also spent a lot of money, obviously, during the twenty sixteen election and the twenty eighteen midterm uh, elections. And um, there was over thirty-eight people who gave five hundred thousand dollars each, um, which is crazy because obviously a lot of money. Um, the second one that I found was a larger supporter of Joe Biden, which was Independence USA Pact, and obviously they're a lot more liberal. Um, and again, in the 2020 election cycle, they spent $30,613,510. Um, so obviously that was like a huge contributor to Joe Biden and his campaign. Um, I definitely wanted to find two uh, super PACs that were um, from each party, so it was a little bit more partisan to kind of give you a view of like each side. But super PACs are definitely really important during elections because um, obviously they contribute a lot to each political party and kind of helping them run their campaigns. Um, They wouldn't be able to do it without it. So they're very essential. So on that note, I think I would end it here, but I think there's something that we have to explain before we go. You know, ever we thought you thought for a second there that we were gonna give you a short podcast, but haha, you were wrong. Um, so something we need to explain is how the organization finance and strategies of national political campaigns affect the election process. Um, the thing is, is that these packs, super packs, and five twenty seven are the mass amount of concentrated money that goes into these political campaigns. This is how they finance their national campaign, is through all of these. Because as you can tell, we weren't giving you small numbers. We were giving you millions of dollars that each of these things are contributing to one candidate, whether it be Trump or Biden. 
So that's how they financed their political campaign. And with this budget money, that's how they build strategies on what to do. I mean, with this amount of money, you can easily have um, a strategy of doing online ads such as TV and then radio and doing whatever you want because you're not limited to just signs on like people's lawns i mean yeah they're flying over the, all over the country too yeah having, having rallies and it costs money for to organize those to rent out areas for it so they need all that money to be able to do things like that and the big picture here is is without packs super packs and 527s none of that would be possible because i don't think any normal candidate has you know like over a hundred million in their back pocket waiting there i mean some may say that trump does but i i mean i don't know i i don't know his bank account yeah 715 taxes anyway um but on top of that i mean that is pretty much it for the money and politics aspect of this debate I mean, that's all you really need to know to understand how these campaigns are able to do what they do and what is behind it. We just gave you all the open secrets about it. And, you know, when these packs, (laughs) Super Packs 527s, I mean, they're really, they're obviously, um, people are donating money to them to help support, um, I guess you can say, uh, politicians, the rich or upper class are kind of, they donate a lot of money to these Super Packs and Packs and 527s. Um, and then they really decide what to do with that money um, and how much of it they want to spend. And then obviously the money that they don't spend um, stays with them and helps them fund their organization. Like the American First Action, they raised over um, $128 million, but then spent $123 million. So it's obviously $5 million of that, or $500 million, I would say. Um, no, $5 million, yeah. Um, is obviously to support their campaign and to their keep their um, group funding. And the same with Independence USA PAC. They, um, they raised $30 million, but they ended up spending $54 million. So I don't know if that money came from like members in their group that were also spending their own personal money, which is interesting to see. But, yeah, and it's, um, it's basically pluralism in, in action right there. You, know, you, got, you have separate organ organizations and interest groups spending money lobbying to try and push the agenda of what they believe in you got people from all over joining certain groups because it's what they represent so it's the pluralist democracy at its core definitely so i mean i said pretty much all i had to say on the subject it's you know i think we've really covered it all so i think on that note is everyone good Here's a short episode for you. This is a short episode for you out of all of our ranging of, you know, this is a, a, an approximately three and a half hour season. So we're going to throw a little short one into you. Um, so this is it. Um, the next episode is going to be on the debate. So be there, be square, swipe right down uh, to the, well, if you're on the never mind it's swipe up to go down but besides the point be there be square episode five the debate that's it from us on politics on mass